think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. You get so excited. What? You get so excited. When this you this fucking you know, week, really? When you nail, but you nailed a money interview. It's just like, you're like a kid. You went, oh, this is cooking Cassidy. Like, no one can see it, but the excitement in your face, the views this is about to generate, has made you ultra horny. Ultra horny, we'll go for that. I mean, look, when this fight was first talked about, I generally, I thought, there ain't no way, whoever you're working with, whoever has to do this, that this is coming off, because it was branded as a bit of a fantasy fight, and to be fair, it still is a bit of a fantasy fight, but... Fair play, five days out, we're starting yeah, fight week. Yeah, yeah, we're here. I mean, look, I think people realise, like, when we first approached Calla and Wasserman with this fight and sent them, I think, a draft agreement, I think it took uh, over two months to get this fight done. And at the end, it was dragging on like I thought it would never happen. And it was really from Eubank's side, really. And they came back late notice. They wanted to walk second and have the name first and all that. And it was a little bit of that. But we got there. And we're here, and it's just unbelievable how quickly it's come around. And it's unbelievable how this fight has caught the imagination. I mean, literally, you've been downstairs, you've seen the hype. It's, you can't go around London or the country without seeing Eubank Ben. Big BBC documentary on Wednesday, it is. Huge media presence all week. It's one of the biggest fights we've ever done. And I can't quite believe it's happening, in all honesty, because I keep thinking about... Connor Ben making the ring walk, you know, with his old man and Eubank coming out to simply the best and vaulting over the ropes and Nigel in one corner, maybe Senior in another corner. And just, it's surreal. And it's, it's upon us. And it's massive. And I can't wait. Right, I've got to ask you about this because obviously we don't know whether Senior is going to be here at all this week. We don't even know if he's going to be at the fight. He has made some comments. Mm. I think it was on Spencer Fearon. Yeah. And some of his podcast, um, saying that people should boycott the fight. Um, this is from previous comments from a few weeks ago regarding uh, comments about supposedly pulling his son out of the fight, etc. So, what have you made of what he said about 
uh, boycotting the fight. I think he's very stubborn. I think, you know, he made a couple of comments a few weeks ago about the weight. Don't forget, Eubank Senior knew about this fight. He knew about the weight and Chris Jr. signed the fight. There wasn't any major concerns then. And at the same time, you know, he has these concerns about the weight, yet Junior is out there dining out on, you know, nurserette last night, KFC, cookies, cakes, etc. So, the, you know, the people that are on the ground involved with the camp, Ronnie Davis, obviously the British Boxing Board of Control that will be weighing him, are all happy with the numbers. So I don't really see the concern. I think the bigger danger, in all honesty, is with Conor Ben. This is a 147-pounder that's coming up to 157-pound that rehydrates to 167-pound in a more... I mean, he's at a massive disadvantage. But there has to be a middle ground. Whenever there's a fight like this, there has to be a middle ground that's fair. And I truly believe both parties found that ground. You know, coming down... I think he weighed 159-point low, 159 for his last fight. So he's really coming down two and a bit pounds from the weight he just made. So it's going to be tough. And, you know, when you talk about making weight, let me tell you about who was probably one of the biggest savages of making weight. Chris Eubank Sr. Chris Eubank Sr., the stories my old man has told me about him making weight and how mentally strong and fierce he was. And understand this, fight fans that are a little bit younger than me. When Chris Eubank Sr., fought Nigel Benn. They used to weigh in on the same day. Do you know how much weight Chris Eubank Sr. lost on the day of the fight to fight Nigel Benn? I'm not going to tell you, but it was many, 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 many pounds. They both did. Do you believe that that used to happen? There would be a weigh-in on the day of the fight with no time to hydrate. Chris Eubank Jr. has 36 hours to hydrate from the weigh-in. So, you know, I, I think with Senior, he's, he's, you know, he's, of course, he's going to have his opinion, but he's also stubborn. And once he has this idea, he'll run with it. And he'll run with it all week. And then he'll probably pop up at the O2. But if it was anywhere else apart from Senior, you can not take it with a pinch of salt, but you can kind of say, OK, but ultimately, is his son getting in the ring? And that's why. Of course, you... you but he's not fighting. Chris Eubank Jr. is fighting. He has people advising him, promoting him, representing him to, to do that job. And Junior knows the game. Junior knows what he's signed up for. And Junior says that I'll make the way easy and I'll knock him out in when I want to, basically. So he's got to make the weight first, which he'll look a bit silly if he doesn't. But we'll see what happens. Let's talk about the contrasting build-ups over the last few weeks because it has been quite insane kind of watching these clips. There was a few people suggesting that maybe these were pre-recorded clips. I don't think no, they are. I think no, like, no, I no, saw no. Chris Eubank tucking into a 15-piece oh, chicken. Food. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. food thing and I all this. Is this just a ploy to sell the fight? Yeah, is it? I, I don't believe he's eating it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not sure he's actually eating the entire burger or the entire cake. If he is, fair play to him. And if he makes 157, fair play to him. But... Um, yeah, I, I just feel like he's trolling and he's doing a great job because you have to understand as much the similarities in the ring are also replicated outside of the ring, right? Junior is, you know, he's sort of a, a posturing, sort of uh, teasing, 
um, whatever you want to call it. And Connor is just this fired up. I mean, they're, they're their father's sons. And they just blend and mix so beautifully. Like at the press conference, like at the head-to-head, the face-off. It's brilliant to watch because you've got one guy who's just sort of winding the other young, fierce, lying up. And he's just, he's just baiting him and he's just prodding him. And that's what you're seeing. And all the stuff across social media. Like I think when it first started... Connor probably did come. Have you seen that? Have you seen Eubank eating that burger? Like, because Connor's fired up, and Eubank will want to wind Connor up because he'll want Connor to make a mistake. He'll want him to be reckless in there, but Connor actually has to be aggressive but disciplined. And um, I think that the two just work beautifully together. Has it been stated officially, Eddie, uh, what the rehydration is for the next day? No, but I said in many interviews it's. Around the same number as the IBF check weight. Less than the IBF. Around the same original number. They've actually increased that number now. But the original number. Around £10, the rehydration. It's very safe. You know, it's not like... Why can't you say what it is, though? Because like, every pound does seem to make a difference in this. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're allowed. I mean, I, if you're not allowed, then don't yeah, say I can't. I'll give you a guess. It's around £10. Can you, am I? Yeah. So, but it's not like... It's, it's fair. It's really fair. You've got a kid coming up from 147 to 157, and you've got a kid coming down from 160 to 157. And they can hydrate overnight. The, the hydration is in the morning. I think it's 11 o'clock in the morning. And that's the number. And then you've got the whole day. You've still got another 12 hours, 11 hours till the fight. Could it be as low as eight pound? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Leave it there. Leave it there. It's fine. Okay. But that's, it is an interesting stat with the catch weight isn't it what the rehydration is to the pound mm. but um, okay so what are you expecting this week obviously uh, we're just on Monday well, today but what are you expecting huge media coverage I'm expecting an unbelievable build up I'm expecting a little bit of argy-bargy between the two I'm expecting an unbelievable anticipation I'm expecting an unbelievable show I'm expecting huge pay-per-view numbers I'm expecting a great fight a great undercard and just an epic event Okay, how many pay-per-view buys the week of the fight? Is there any indication of no, I mean, we this early on? Um, I think it can do a million buys. I mean, you've seen the deal announced with Zone and Virgin. Did you see that? Yes, I saw uh, that. Also available to Virgin customers, which, of course, increases the reach uh, drastically. I think it do a million buys. I really do. I think it's absolutely huge. A absolutely. million buys? Yeah. You're going out there and saying it's going to do a I million buys, yeah. Across the zone and Virgin, which is the, the pay-per-view, it's not like oh, it now is including other numbers. How big is this fight? You know, it's I mean, massive, it's yeah, massive, massive. Even on Matrim's YouTube channel, if you haven't subscribed now, approaching four hundred thousand subscribers, like oh, well over a million for the face-to-face numbers. The BBC documentary on Wednesday. This fight is huge. Any tickets, mate? No, absolutely none. Should have done it at Wembley. Should have done it somewhere else, to be fair, but the O2 is the O2, obviously. Um, okay, we'll talk about the card, obviously, as the week progresses. A um, lot of fights um, on the undercard. We've got Felix Cash, etc., mm-hmm. Ellie Scottney, Shannon Courtney, etc. Um, right. Get out of your phone. Get out of your phone. Excuse me. Um, Ellie, mm-hmm. I know you don't particularly want to talk about this again because I watched your interview on the Matchroom YouTube channel. If you haven't liked and subscribed, do so now. Um, what what is this like? What is going on? This I don't is know, like, I, listen. I don't AJ Fury. By yeah. the way, it's not that I don't. You know me. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna go to people and say, no AJ Fury, 
No Bob, no Bob Arum, no. But at the end of the day, I feel like the public are getting bored with this. And at the end of the day, you've seen Tyson Fury come out twice and give us two deadlines, which were completely um, impossible, right, in terms of where the status of the conversations were. And at what point, when we're being told, fight's off, do we then start getting the blame for not doing the fight? So on Monday, we were told, if we don't sign a contract on Monday, the fight is off. We sent back our final... From who? From Tyson Fury's Instagram video. Mate, he's the fighter. He's the boss in this situation. I know, but listen. At that point, George Warren, and again, no criticism of George Warren at all, right? The conversations were great. George Warren says, look, Tyson Fury's telling me, if it's not done today, we're moving on. You've got a guy that's goading the other fighter saying, oh, you dosser. If you don't sign this fight today, you've lost your opportunity. It's off. It's over, right? So you can imagine the response from the other fighter, right? Anyway, we go back with our final version of the contract on Monday. They, nothing happens. He comes out and says, the fight is off. Not that the fight's off. AJ, of course, sees that. We go back, we go back. George Warren says to me, look, let me speak to Tyson, blah, 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 blah. They come back with her comments on Wednesday to the contract and Tyson Fury comes out and says, right, um, I can't remember if it's Wednesday or Thursday, but basically, was it? Wednesday, Wednesday. I think. And he says, if you don't sign a contract today, the fight is off. I'll give you an extension, but this is the final extension. The fight is off. So at this point, AJ's going, what the fucking hell is it? Like, I'm not listening to this geezer anymore. Where are we? Anyway, we had a couple of conversations. Frank, I've not spoke to George. I think my last call... So the last time I called him was Wednesday. He spoke to Frank Smith. There hasn't really been any other conversations since then other than Derek Chisora receiving the contract for the Tyson Fury fight, which we're currently negotiating. He's negotiating. So honestly, since that last, the fight is not happening, it's off. There hasn't From been. the Instagram From post. Wait. From his social media posts, yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that not him? No, but I'm I mean, saying that surely but, there's... But no, we he's know it, telling, despite he's what... telling Queensbury the fight is off. They're saying, let us try and have a chat with him. And, you know, but at the end of the day, and I'm not saying, by the way, we're still open for the fight. I'm not saying, and I saw some comments today saying, as far as I'm concerned, the fight's off. The reason I'm, that, as far as I'm concerned, the fight's off is because he's told us the fight's off twice. The first time, okay, he says he'll give us a final extension. We didn't get that one. We're willing to carry on discussions. But at the same time, what we're not willing to do is to be in a situation where you've got people like Bob Arum coming out and saying, yeah, it's all Eddie Hearn's fault. Everything's agreed. Nothing's agreed at all. And by the way, they wanted to, you know, the whole idea of a split, we had no control over the final decisions of that split. They come out and said, oh, we offered an arbitrator. Yeah, IMG, their commercial partner. Not really. That's a load of bollocks. But at the end of the day, there's so much that people don't see. But what people do see is Tyson Fury telling us, if you don't sign it by then, the fight is off. Twice he's told us that. And we're not prepared to keep going in through that situation because then Bob Arum comes out and blames me, apparently. And like three weeks ago, Bob Arum said, there is absolutely no way this fight happens. Now, all of a sudden, everything was agreed. It was just me standing away. And by the way... What sort of idiot have you got to be to think that I have any say over Anthony Joshua's um, decisions in terms of what he wants? He accepted this deal. 
all the many of the of, of the terms of that agreement and the date particularly that we weren't crazy on. He said to me, "I'm in." It's now my job to go and do it, but on the right terms. So it's never me saying, like trying to get AJ to pull out the fight. He wants the fight, but at the end of the day, we're not going to just put up with some geezer on Instagram coming out every day saying. You're an idiot, you've lost the fight. Fight's off, I'm fighting Manuel Char. Because when that happens, the other fighter, AJ, turns around and goes, Get, let him go and fight Manuel Char then. And now Derek Chisora got a contract last week. So as far as I is concerned, okay. He's offering Derek Chisora to fight, let Del Boy take it. So, you know, it just becomes really boring. And I, I don't want people to lose faith with boxing, lose faith with this fight. But also, at the same time, I have to answer people like Bob, who has not... Bob Arum hasn't had one phone call about this fight. No one from Matram has spoken to Bob Arum. For what reason is that? Just not involved. Frank Warren, who has also has his comments on this situation, has not had one phone call with Team AJ about this fight. Everything's been between myself and George Warren and occasionally Frank and the calls between the lawyers and Frank and everybody. So, not Warren. So, I can only tell you... And, and they've been great, by the way. Again, I, I go back to what I said... No disagreements, no, like, we've gone back in a timely fashion on, across everything. So I've not got any bad words to say about them. But when people come out who weren't even involved in the process with their opinions, like Bob saying, everything was done. What was it fucking wasn't? Everything was done. What? So what was the US broadcast situation? What was the global TV rights if that was all done? It wasn't. Anyway, but I want to focus on fights that are happening and... We'll see where we go. We're, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not turning around at this point saying we're not fighting Tyson Fury. We will fight Tyson Fury, but we can't keep having these fake deadlines put on us to do work by the end of the day, and then we miss that, and then the fight's off, and we've missed a deadline, and it's our fault. And then two days later, it goes, oh, do you want to actually? Do you want to talk about it? Well, it's, you know. Eddie, since Wednesday, you said that's the last conversation that you had with George. Myself, Ron. yeah. You had yeah. okay. So since Wednesday, obviously, it's like that's like four days ago. Mm-hmm. So in that time. There's been no communication between yourself and George Warren. Correct. So that assumes you to say that the fight is off from your side. Why isn't well, there no clarity the, from the, sides that say, right, we're not doing it then, and both sides know I that? Wanna, I don't want to... I'm not saying we don't, we're not doing it. All I'm saying is, is we were told that if we don't sign by Wednesday, the fight is off. When communication... And George has spoken to Frank Smith, by the way. We were speaking a lot. I phoned him on Wednesday night and went to his voicemail. We haven't spoken since. It was it Wednesday the Connor Ben Media Day because I was running Thursday, Thursday was okay. the Connor so Ben that, Media that Day. Was it, Thursday they sent it Wednesday afternoon. The comments Thursday was the last time we spoke, and since then nothing. So it's not. I'm not saying oh they're not chasing anymore. They don't want the fight. All I'm saying is is we were told if we don't sign the contract by Wednesday the fight's off. It might have been. Th- can I just whatever Fury gave us the last date might have been actually been Thursday. That's the, the cut-off. So when it didn't happen by then, and they offered Derek Chisora the contract on Friday, as far as we're concerned, there's nothing more to discuss. If the fight is still on, then, oh, there's a chance of the fight, we'll continue the conversations. But it's not something that's going to get done on a fake deadline over Instagram. When do you draw a line on the rip for Joshua's plans for I mean, December? Pretty much. We have. Doesn't say but that you're saying that if they still want to talk about yeah, it, so you're leaving it open time. for the conversations. Do you know, like, if you look at it from AJ's point of view, do you really think that AJ's thinking right now this fight's happening? Last Thursday or Wednesday, he said, "If we don't get a contract back, actually, Tyson Fury's video was Thursday morning. If we don't get a contract back by the end of play Thursday, right, the fight's off. 
Okay, so that passes. And then he comes out and he says, I'm fighting Manuel Char. Then he comes out and he says, I'm fighting two men on one night. Then he comes out and he says, I'm fighting Derek Chisora. Then Derek Chisora gets a contract. Then Manuel Char gets a contract. Then something else. It's like, but yet, apparently, it's AJ's fault. So again, like we, we can only focus on what we're doing. I've no idea what's going to happen. I've no idea who's going to fight. You know, I came out the other day and said, well, Joe Joyce should fight him. And then they all have a little gang up and go, Joe Joyce says, no, I won't fight Tyson Fury. I'll fight AJ. It's like, well, what happened to Tyson Fury? He's ready to fight any man. He'll fight any man, including the middleweight, which he won't fight, including Joe Joyce, who's got to earn his shot, apparently, just like Manuel Char, who's definitely earned his shot. But again, unless you're sharp enough, you can't see this. Okay, just the last one on this, because I know it's difficult not to take focus because this fight week is what it is. But are you expecting, today's Monday, any more communication this week between yourselves and whether it's George, whoever, Warren, whoever, from that side regarding this fight? Are you expecting if they, if they that see, this week? If they see this interview, and it depends if they want to play games. If they see this interview and think, oh, yeah, we better... Like, um, Bob Arum said he's just running down the clock. Not running down the clock. It's a, you know, go back to this fight, Ben Eubank. took nearly three months to sign this contract. And we've had the other one. It took us nine days or eight days to receive a contract after we agreed terms. That never gets mentioned, does it? Oh, it took them eight days to come back. Yeah, in between a dozen Zooms with lawyers from both sides to get the contract in some kind of shape that was even remotely acceptable. So... There's stories from both sides. Do I expect to hear back from them? Maybe if they want to come back and say, oh, all right, well, we'll give you 24 hours to sign a fight then again. But I don't know. I would expect them. Like I said, Derek called me on, I think, Friday and said, I've got the contract. What do you think? And I said, go for it, mate. Okay. Do you see any similarities between this situation regarding the contract and the one that you sent to Deontay Wilder to try and make the Anthony Joshua fight in terms of you? Mm, we'd never sent a contract to Deontay Wilder. Okay. Deontay Wilder made us an offer of which we said, OK, send us the contract. They never sent the contract. By the way, I mean, again, it's irrelevant. We had a situation where we offered Tyson Fury 60-40 to fight AJ when Tyson Fury was not world champion and he turned it down. He said, I want 50-50. No one mentions that. No one also mentions that, what, eight or nine months ago, we signed a contract to fight Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury pulled out of that fight because of the Deontay Wilder arbitration. This fight's never happening, is it? I think it will, but it depends if Tyson Fury stays in the sport. Look, he's going to fight Manuel Charles, he's going to fight Del Boy. I don't think he fights Usyk, if he does. The fight with AJ is there in 2023 if it doesn't happen now, for sure. But we want that fight. Like it's, and by the way, I don't think it's an ideal time for AJ to take the fight. It would never mean that I would stop a fight or I'd say to AJ, you're not fighting Tyson Fury. Once AJ agrees terms, it's on. But we have to go through a contract. You can't expect a guy with AJ's commercial contracts to be involved in a contract where people can make commercial decisions about deals and revenue that you're involved with that you don't have a final say on. They could do anything they want. And you can't appoint an arbitrator that's your partner. But anyway, that's deep shit. But again, it's just, you know, and I, and I enjoyed the process. 
And by the way, it looks like we might make Zach Parker against John Ryder and maybe we'll make Joshua Boatsy against you. I'll say there's some good that might have really came good. out of this Listen, because of your relationship on, with George again, Warren for a start. I got on very well with George Warren. He was, he was decent. We went back to him. Frank was going back to him. Um, I was speaking all the time. I think my last conversation with George was at midnight on Wednesday. That was the last time. And he said, look, just give me till tomorrow. Let me try and convince. George, George wanted to make the fight. No doubt about that. And so did we. And I can't knock it at all. I've got nothing negative to say. Again, and, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll make fights between the parties, whether this gets that made or not. OK. Um, right, I think you're wanted now. So any updates from Dillian White quickly, Eddie? Yes, we hope to have some Dillian White fight news, perhaps on Saturday night on the show. He's coming? Mm, he's in America with Buddy McGirt. We'll see. Eddie, thank you very much. And it's only the start of fight week. Appreciate your time. And hopefully as the week goes, we're just talking about the fight this Absolutely. week. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.